It's time for the Pokestop Podcast, your stop for all the Pokemon chat. And now, your hosts, Rob Roberts and Shane. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to episode one of the Pokestop Podcast, your stop for all the Pokemon chat. I'm Rob Roberts, and joining me, as you will be every time we do a show here at the Pokestop Podcast, say hello to Shane, everybody. Hello. How you doing? I'm tired, but I'm ready to go get episode one done. That's right. This is a, this is kind of a spur of the moment thing that. Well, I shouldn't say that. You've been talking about. You've been wanting to do a Pokemon podcast. Yeah, I've been wanting to do one for forever. I make every podcast I'm on about Pokemon as it is. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> um, basically, I kind of hit a wall with what I could do, and then you messaged me saying, "Shane, we need to do this." And how am I going to turn that down? Which is which is interesting because you were kind of trying to get me on board and I wasn't like totally on board. I was like, oh, I do too many podcasts already. Well, I was doing. I, I told you as a joke, like because yeah. I was like, Robin Pokemon. What? <laughs> that doesn't make sense. But then Pokemon Go happened, and I was like, well, okay, I might be able to go full tilt boogie on this. Yeah, see. and then out of nowhere, while I'm at work, you get a text. Oh my god, okay, this is what we're going to do. And I'm like, <laughs> wait, what? This is what? What? What are we talking about? So uh, we are going to talk about Pokemon, and it, we should clarify it's going to be all things Pokemon. So we're going to talk about Pokemon Go, which obviously is very huge right now and will dominate a little bit of this episode. But we're also going to talk about the um, console games, or handheld games, if you will. Uh, Pokemon Sun and Moon, I know something Shane's really into. Mm-hmm. You'll, he'll talk about Gen 6, Gen 5. He'll talk about all generations of Pokemon as well. Yeah. The I'm one sure. thing I think we're kind of defunct in are the other spinoffs that aren't Go. Like, we don't play the mobile, like Shuffle. We don't play... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, 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 I played a for a little bit, bit a little we, bit. But. I think we all check them out a little bit. Yeah. I just can't say I play any of them regularly. Yeah. And to be to be fair, I haven't followed the anime since the very very beginning. I started watching it on Netflix randomly. Did you? I, it's I, not. It's I it's passable. It it's passable. I'll so. say that. But um, which is yeah. better than I can say for the Yokai Watch one. But we we definitely have a lot to say. You know, Pokemon's been around over twenty years now, and and it seems like in many ways, thanks to Pokemon Go and and to what's happening on the 3ds, it's almost like I, I don't know if you want to say we're hitting a renaissance, but it's like it's almost like just when you think this this franchise couldn't get any bigger, here we go. It's it's going even bigger. Um, let's talk about ourselves a little bit, since this is episode one, and we may have people listening that aren't familiar with some of the other um, projects that we do out there on the internet. So Shane, tell us about some of the other podcasts you, you're a part of. And what I'm only done. really a part of one other one. I sometimes guest on your other show, but uh, I do a Power Ranger podcast weekly um, about Power Rangers and Super Sentai. And it's a super positive. We try to not bring negativity into it podcast. Um, it's called Ranger Pride. It's, it's fun, I guess. And where can I download that? Um, you can check it out. We put it up on Twitter every week. Our Twitter is, what is our Twitter? I don't e- <laughs> I think it's Ranger Pridecast. I think so. Yeah. Twitter.com slash Ranger Pridecast. And, uh, we also are here on the Voice of Geeks network on Wednesdays at seven and Fridays, uh, for repeats and longer episodes, or if I'm very slow at getting it uploaded, um, new episodes, uh, Fridays at 9am. That's Pacific time. Pacific time. The only time that matters. Um, so tell the listeners a little bit about your Pokemon fandom, because you've been a Pokemon fan basically for 20 years, right? Yeah, since it, it came out. Uh, my like love for it, I would say, never wavered, but my interest did for a little bit. So I believe, I'm looking up the exact date it came out in America, and I know I should know this off the top of my head. Um, but whenever it came out, I believe I was in high school, like early high school. Picked it up, fell in love, and then like it dropped off the face of the earth for me until the third generation, which I played with my friends. It was very contentious because there was three of us, only two colors, and so two of us had to get blue when we all wanted the blue one, which was Sapphire, and then it left one friend to get Ruby, and they were very upset about that. Um, and then I skipped Gen 4, kind of. It just wasn't as interesting. And then Gen 5 happened with black and white, and I just fell all sorts of in love with it again. And I've ne- I haven't looked back since. So I'm a huge, huge player of the mainline games on the handheld consoles. And now, like, you, you've you been mostly playing X and Y lately, right? Oh, well, the, the sixth generation, because there are four games in that. X, Y, 
Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. Oh, it's, so, it seems like so I go through all of them, but I guess it seems like every time I I talk to you, you're on X and Y though for the shiny hunting, right? Yeah, because the way I'm doing my shiny hunting right now, which is the thing that really interests me at the moment in the game, since I really don't have anything else to do until the new generations come out, um, I'm doing that mostly in X because of the friend safari um, uh, thing they have in that game where you can go to a friend's uh, safari. They have three specific Pokemon there. And it's easier to get shinies that way. So I just literally will pop on like Twitch or Netflix or something in the background and just hunt shinies. That's it. And I can do that for hours and hours and hours and not get bored. How far along are you in your shiny project? Because I'm pretty, I'm pretty impressed if, considering how rare those things spawn. Even when you have all the items and everything, you have amassed a lot of these. This, okay, because I have a... He actually has a spreadsheet. I have a spreadsheet. He tracks all this on. Yeah, super nerdy. Um, and this is not up to date. So my guess, looking at this and how many I believe I have not added to this, I'm probably at 60 unique. I have repeats on some because that's just how it works. Uh, so I'm not even a tenth of the way through the entire Pokedex yet. Yeah, but still, I mean, that's that's still really impressive. Yeah, compared yeah. to how far a lot of people go with Pokemon. I am kind of proud of it, and one of my friends really hates me for how apparently easy it is for me to get, and he has so much problems with it. But I just have the patience of a saint and can do anything monotonous for days. What are you looking forward to in the future of Pokemon? I mean, obviously, Sun and Moon, right? Yeah. Um, I Honestly, at this point, I don't know what I'm technically looking forward to besides just new awesome Pokemon. Because of all the things coming out of Sun and Moon, Like that just changed the way the entire game kind of works. Um, so I guess I'm just looking forward to being surprised with what they're doing with Sun and Moon. And every two weeks, we get some new surprise. And it's it's like Christmas for a Pokemon fan every two weeks. So we'll talk a little more about um, Sun and Moon a little bit later in the show. So, All right. Well, Rob, what about you? I mean, first of all, I know Pokemon's not like a new thing to you, but you're, it's new in the sense that you're kind of getting into it really for the first time. You right? know, a little bit. Like I, I've always, you know, I've been a gamer for a very long time. And, and if you know my other podcast, you probably know Orange Lounge Radio, which is the show we've been doing for 14, going for over 14 years now, uh, which started about music-based games, but really grew into all video games. And, you know, Pokemon comes up regularly on that show, and that's mostly thanks to you. Mm-hmm. So I think I've, I've always had an appreciation for Pokemon, but my big thing is that I could never get my head in the right place for Pokemon. And what I mean by that is that, you know, like when I play RPGs like Final Fantasy, when I play RPGs, you know, other things that are out there, I want to go around and do every side quest, kill every monster, get everything. So when I try to do Pokemon games, I would get really frustrated on my way to like the first gym that it's like, oh, I have to catch everything on my mm-hmm. way to the gym. And if I don't catch something, I get really frustrated. And then it's like, since I, all I'm doing is running around in tall, tall grass, collecting Pokemon and never really get to see much more of the story and so mm-hmm. forth. So I always kind of got caught in that rut. So you kind of made like a barrier for yourself. Like I'm not going to continue on until I get in everything around here. Okay. Yeah. And then I think finally you had to like, just kind of smack it in the back of my head where you were like, stop approaching it that way. Just go through the game until you beat the final four and, and all that stuff. And then then go back and do the collecting. Then go back and do that. Mm-hmm. So in all fairness, and you know, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people listening that are you know, like, wow, what's this guy doing hosting a podcast if he's not super into Pokemon? Um, in all fairness, I'm working on beating my first Pokemon game, <laughs> so it is kind of a, a newer thing. Um, but I've always had an appreciation for it. I mean, going back to Gen 1, um, actually, my friends and I were really into the anime when it was first out in America. Like, we had the episodes on DVD. Did you go see the movie? We went and saw the premiere? movie. We were the only people in the theater opening night in our college town. <laughs> and we were like, we were having a, we were just having the best time with it because we would like yell along with the little, um, you know, Pokemon and stuff. And uh, we had the best. We were crying buckets of tears during that scene at the end of the the first Pokemon movie, you know, and like the, the, they, they won't wake up and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was, uh, yeah. So we were, it, we had a great time. And uh, we used to, I remember when the very, very, very first Burger King promotion, you remember yeah. that way back mm-hmm. in the day when they had the little toys, we got super into that. And it was like all we could ever get were like the little, we would call it the Turdymon I don't even actually know the name, the real name oh of it. Oh my gosh. Now. now I need to figure this out. It was out. a little, uh, it was the, you find them in caves. I've seen them in the games. You find them in caves. They look like little bugs with the brown thing on its back. It's Gen 1. It's like this little night crawler bug thing 
with a dang it somebody out there listening to this is probably screaming it at the you should know this though shane well your description is not amazing <laughs> red <laughs> eyes brown shell and like a black pitch black body the oh kirk is it k something are I, you talking about kabuto yes that's it i think that's like, that's a fossil pokemon though is you it? wouldn't see it like just running around oh interesting uh well i don't know but it's like i swear that was like what was in every single lunch meal or whatever the heck you had to buy to get oh, those i'm things. sure yeah so i mean yeah i've always had the appreciation for it but now i'm i'm making my way slowly through my first game gen six i'm six badges in though so i'm, I'm doing good and i like it but what's really selling me on this now yeah i was gonna is pokemon go yeah and now that's an, an ar game mm-hmm. that we're gonna obviously talk about but you have some experience with AR games, right? That kind of is what led you into going to Pokemon Go? Yeah. Um, uh, I've been a player of Niantic, the company that actually makes Pokemon Go. So Pokemon Go is – a lot of people are saying it's a Nintendo game, and it's, it is and it isn't. It's a Nintendo investment, but the ga- and it's Nintendo's IP, I suppose. Um, but the game is really Niantic-created game. And they, um, they have another game that's been popular on mobile devices for a few years. Uh, called Ingress. And so I've been playing that, you know, pretty much for uh, about, God, probably about two years plus right now. And so it was kind of funny when this Pokemon Go thing happened. Well, I got in the beta, so I got to experience that, and you didn't. So nope. you were kind of no. mad. But it was yeah. a lot of like those first, the, the first week or two of the beta was like only Ingress players. And so that's all I would see at the gym is I would see like rivals, you know, that I knew from Ingress or even people on the same team there. Um, but then when they started opening up to more people, like that second wave of the beta, they let in other people. And then it's like I would see all these oh, people. Wait, let's clarify recognize. other Android people because <laughs> iOS didn't get any, right, on that second I wave? I don't know. I don't know if that ever happened. I wasn't following it since I, well, I was in the first From wave. what I saw, because yeah. I was following it because I wasn't in the beta. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, Ingress is, you, you know, I, I've found that game to be a lot of fun. It's got me, me to go out around the town and find new places. And there's been all these new memorials, statues, parks, like places I would never have thought to go until I needed to make a triangle from it, which is what you do in Ingress. It's, it's very, I've heard Pokemon Go described as Ingress with a new skin, and I think that's a really lazy way to describe it because the games themselves are very different. The points and the places you visit are pretty much the same because every Pokestop and gym, all those pictures, all the names, the descriptions, they're coming from Ingress. They were submitted by Ingress players back when Ingress actually accepted new portals before they got overwhelmed in 2013 2014 so if you wondered why is this weird sign for an adult club or something why is that a pokemon stop because somebody in ingress submitted it as a point of interest and it got through niantic's mods in 2013 2014 so everything's there but outside of that i mean ingress is very much about making triangles and there's only two teams and you're trying to battle when you connect portals together and make triangular fields and so you're trying to like it's kind of about land control land domination whereas pokemon that's that's not there like it, mm. no i mean in pokemon go you're not trying to like string gyms together or control areas it's just trying about c- to control individual gyms to really only benefit you and not even your team at this time yeah. i mean it's still it's early also on. about trying not to walk into trees <laughs> yeah. or traffic which is, a, which is all still true about ingress <laughs> And so, you know, once in a while in Ingress, I mean, let's be real, Ingress is not as popular as Pokemon Go. That's very obvious. Mm-hmm. But in the beginning in Ingress, you know, or I should say in the beginning, just even a couple weeks ago before Pogo was out everywhere, in Ingress, you know, you walk around, you see somebody, you'd see once in a while somebody staring at, the, in that, at their phone in a place that you knew had a lot of portals, like downtown or something. And so once in a while, you'd run into another Ingress player. But now with Pokemon Go, everywhere, everybody's yeah. playing this game. It's It's... It really is blowing my mind how big this game is. So anyway, sorry, I'm getting a little tangenty from your question. But what? Yes, tangenty? Yes, I, on this show? On a show you're on. That's on a ridiculous. show I'm on. A show you're on. Yeah. But yeah, so I've been playing the AR game. So Pokemon Go, you know, when I heard that they were going to do, you know, the Ingress company was making a game uh, about Pokemon. At first, my first reaction was, what the f- you know that because mm-hmm. I was like, this is out of left field. But then the more and more you kind of start to hear about it, you're like, this is gonna, this is gonna be big. 
you know, and, and not to be all like swelled ego, but I suppose that's what people expect of me. You know, I said on OLR, um, at, at the beginning of the year, I said, Pokemon Go is going to be the biggest cell phone game they've ever, they've ever made. This is like Candy Crush, uh, draw something going to be a blip in the rate. Flappy Bird. Those are going to be blips on the radar compared to Pokemon Go. And if our experience outplaying this game is any indication, uh, yeah, that's that's what's happening. Pokemon Go is just huge. It's everywhere. Well, I feel like this is a great segue into just talking about Pokemon Go at this yeah. point. Yeah. So overall, as an Ingress player, what do you? How do you feel about it? Um. As an Ingress player, it's it's different. There's a lot of folks in the Ingress community very worried that Pokemon's going to kill Ingress. Um, I don't. I mean, I don't think that's going to happen. I saw a great analogy online on Reddit or something. So credit to whoever actually said this, but I'm going to steal it. Uh, where it said um, Ingress is to EverQuest what Pokemon Go is to World of Warcraft. You know, EverQuest kind of started it. And is still very cult-like popular and has a following and so forth. But World of Warcraft made it very accessible and really popularized it and got really, really popular. And so I think there's a lot of worry and ingress that Pokemon Go is going to kill the game. I don't think that's going to happen. You know, right now, this week, obviously you've got a lot of the ingress players are checking this out. But I think in a few week's time it's going to kind of stabilize you know uh there's a great social element to ingress and i think maybe because there are less people playing that game it might be easier to kind of know the other players like i know most of the other ingress players in Mm -hmm. my city green and blue you know i I don't think i'll ever meet everybody playing pokemon go i think that's impossible to meet the entire world i (laughs) I think so so it's i think ingress is still going to have that tight community but um you know the one thing that's very very different is that ingress is very much a pvp game they're strategizing you have to outthink, outmaneuver the other team because you don't know where they're going to be trying to throw fields you're trying to throw fields before they can and there's that whole element to it whereas i feel like pokemon go you can have a very individualized experience in the game right now mm-hmm. you can really choose not to do the gym thing at all and quite honestly which is basically where i'm at at the moment well and the gym thing is so broken let's be real mm-hmm. i mean it's week one there's going to be problems so i'm not going to like sit here and razz on it forever yeah. um the gym thing is extremely broken so mm-hmm. it's kind of not worth playing right now but the one thing that struck me as odd about pokemon go is that there's no scoreboards there's no like there is no pvp element there's no chat like there is an ingress mm-hmm. i'm wondering if that's partially because of kids although i mean kids could play ingress but for whatever I'm reason, pre- they chose oh, to keep that out of Pokemon Go. That's true. And I'm sorry. I was going to say, no, when we were at the park, I'm pretty sure there was a kid in a karate uniform doing the same thing we were doing today. <laughs> with Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's it's kind of ridiculous how widespread this already is yeah so i'm I'm gonna be i'm gonna be honest when i see the comparison online that pokemon go is just ingress with a pokemon skin i find that very lazy coming from somebody who's probably never played ingress to be quite honest because the game mechanics are very very different and until they introduce more of a well what is what what does it mean when the blue team controls 30% of the gyms in the region or something? What What is that really going to mean besides I as an individual get a defender bonus for where my Pokemon are? Until that really develops in the game, there's like the, the, the game itself is completely different between the two. The only thing that they have in common are the network of portals, which even then is different because not every Ingress portal necessarily made it in Pokemon Go. Yeah, as we found out today when mm-hmm. we were driving. Yeah, so... Uh, what about you as a Pokemon fan? So, I mean, I know a lot of folks were, at, for you know, I see this online and so forth, is that like, well, wait a minute. This is this is nothing like the DS games. This is, where, where's the turn-based mm-hmm. battle? Where's any of that? Like, is that where your head's at with Pokemon Go? Or or do you, are you able to see that, okay, it's different? I can see that it's different. And for me, when I first heard about this, I was like, okay, This style game sounds cool, but it's not going to be able to be pulled off well. And I think part of me still feels that way, that it hasn't been pulled off well, but I'm not sure it's necessarily the game's fault. I think it might be a lot of servers and, you know, some errors coming up. But as a Pokemon fan, I was never really into the battling, per se, of Pokemon. I like catching them. So... Even though this is only Generation 1, which is... And collecting and making and coll- spreadsheets yes, and, and being a yes, giant nerd. Yes. Well, I could get nerdier if I was into the battling. But um, 
I'm not a huge Generation One fan. You know, even though that's what I started with as like a like an early teenager. Um, so it's lacking in diversity for me for Pokemon types and what I would like to see. But I'm actually overall pretty happy with it. A lot of things I expected from the game, like I expected it just to be, okay, we're all looking at our phones. We are doing that. However, we are socializing at the same time. It is ridiculous how many people I'm seeing at work do it, outside of work do it, just on the street, see people pulled over in their cars, obviously doing the same thing that like I'm doing at the same time. It's... It's really cool. I'm happy with it. I wish there was more to it, but right now just collecting and the bare bones gym fights, I guess, are fine. So you're kind of, it sounds like you're just kind of enthused that all these people around the world are, well, I should, so, sorry, Europe and Canada. Uh, all these people <laughs> around New Zealand, Australia, and the United sorry, States. Sorry, guys. Sorry. You'll get it soon. You will get it soon, as soon as they can fix those server issues. But at least all the people in those areas, uh, you know, are are into Pokemon. Again, that's got to be thrilling for you as a Pokemon fan, where it's like, you're not like a niche thing anymore. This is something like everybody's into. Yeah, it's it's no longer just relegated to the people that are playing on DS systems or Nintendo handheld systems, I guess would be a better thing to say. It's now everywhere. And my hope, I guess, is that that leads them into checking out the main series of games, which means more <laughs> purchases there, more money funneling into that. And for me, it's... You know, a longtime Ingress player, I go, maybe some of them will want to check out the other game and see what you yeah, know, Ingress well, is all about. Well, I don't about. know if that's going to really I, I, you You'd be surprised. We've seen a lot of people just signing up just in the past couple of days. It was more so, I would say, before the beta was out because a lot of people Wanted figured, to kind of see what it was like. Yeah, a lot of people figured, oh, if I play Ingress, I'll get a leg oh. up on the beta. Yeah, and good then, luck with that. <laughs> oh, I have, I have some good friends I made through Ingress that it was exactly that. They're huge Pokemon fans. They wanted to make sure they got in the beta, which sadly they never did, but obviously it doesn't matter now. But they got super into Ingress. They were like, wow, this game is like way more depth than we thought it would be Mm -hmm. and so forth. So from that perspective, it is kind of, I mean, I know you say nobody's going to do it, but even if like just a handful of people do it, that's still more people for the team that weren't there before. Yeah. Well, I just feel bad for their poor cell phone's battery if they're trying to do both (laughs) games. Yeah, because <laughs> this is a very, very intensive uh, or battery intensive game already. Yes. Well, let me tell you, most of the Ingress people already have like battery packs. When we do the anomalies, yeah, which, uh, you know, uh, we don't know much about the Pokemon Go live events, but it's going to be a thing if the trailer yep. was any. That's that's where your Mew yep. and Mewtwo I have are going to come I have my predictions already for that. What do you think? So, what do you think? Well, I think the event? first one will be at Pokemon Worlds next month. Do you really? Because it is a big gathering of nothing but Pokemon players. And it's going to be from all over the world in San Francisco. And Niantic's in San Francisco for what it's yeah, worth. Yeah, so mm. it would not surprise me if something special happens there. Mm. And I will be there for it. So I'm pumped. Uh, what do you think Pokemon Go is doing right? I think the one thing it's doing right is getting people out there and being social. Because this game is so much better played with friends at the same time not just like oh we're both on the same team cool no it's like me and a coworker were literally after work we saw a coughing silhouette show up and we're like okay we gotta go get it uh, we were both gonna go home but at that point it's like let's hop in your truck trunk truck not trunk <laughs> trunk wouldn't work <laughs> truck <laughs> hop anyway. in the trunk hey. yeah well it's a it's a truck so there's no trunk anyway so whatever um, we, we hopped in there. He was driving. I was the navigator. We literally drove around like a good five mile radius around our work, looking things like trying to find stuff. Never found the coughing cause we got sidetracked because then we saw a jolty on we're like, okay, now we have to drive through these neighborhoods. We're like, okay, no, it's gotten farther away. Now let's, let's turn down this road and go backwards a little bit. It was, that's what they're getting right. They're getting the social aspect, right? I don't know if the areas in which Pokemon spawn at the moment, um, is, I would say that's about 50% right. Um, but that's what I would say is going right There's so far. definitely something automated going on with that. Because let mm-hmm. me tell you, Niantic did not sit down and draw grids in every city across America and soon the world where, you know, oh, there's a tiny little graveyard in a town. Let's make sure ghost Pokemon spawn there. That ain't Which happening. they should. I, I well, it's just, it's not. That's too many resources. Let me tell you, that's not, if they can't approve new portals in Ingress, they can't. They don't have the time to do that. So I'm thinking something is automated based off the portal names. 
And if you have things called lake, boat, water, your river, then that's where your water Pokemon are going to be. There, and there's, there's probably things like that. Again, I don't know for sure, but I, I feel like it's got to be automated somehow. It's not, they did not sit there with a pen and draw little regions and towns. Maybe San Francisco, because that's where they're at, but I doubt it. Well, I really doubt it. now I got to go check that out. <laughs> we'll find out. Um, what about you? What do you think they're doing right? Well, I, you know, I think I was, I was explaining this to you when you... Okay, so me, you, and, and Alan were all out downtown today because, you know, obviously there's a ton of Pokestops downtown. Yeah, and I really needed it because I haven't spent any real money, so I had no Pokeballs. I had 11. And now you have, like, what, 200 from all No, the- no, I think I'm at, like, 120. Still, but still, we went to a lot of Pokestops today, obviously. And, you know, I think I was mentioning to you as we were walking around the park, we ran into another group of three that was playing the game, right? Um and I think I commented something to you like, you know, when we were kids and really into video games, like the first time we ever played Final Fantasy or Final Fantasy 2, like I think kids would have this imagination of what would an RPG be like in real life? Like what would my party be? And, you know, maybe even kids would play pretend like here's my party and we're going on an adventure type of thing. And like it's kind of weird because like it's happening in real life. That's what happened today, Shane. We made a party, and we, we went did. out to adventure to catch Pokemon, and we ran into another party. It's like it, it is an RPG in, quote-unquote, real life, although obviously it's still a game, but you know what I mean. And what was hilarious to me was that uh, we stopped to use a lure because it was like, okay, we've been walking for forever. Let's sit in the shade. Let's and just, use, just use so people know, the lures, they attract Pokemon to Pokestops. Yes, if you haven't yeah. played the game yet. So it's a way that you can kind of stay in one place and attract Pokemon for what you're catching Pokemon right now in the backyard. I'm literally getting an Eevee right now just because <laughs> I want to eventually evolve one. So this is fodder for it. <laughs> I, I got to make a I code out I just see Shane it. sitting over there swiping up on his phone. I'm paying attention, so yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter. Sure, sure. <laughs> It's all right. Listen. I was also texting. People so. could be listening to this while they're walking around catching Pokemon for all we know. So good luck. But anyway, um, when we use the lure, you know what the lures do? They don't just lure Pokemon. They lure trainers. Yeah, we got what? I'm counting in my head at there least was the, four or five yeah, extra people to there show were up. Two guys on bikes, two guys on foot. I think one other kind of walked by and didn't really stay. Mm-hmm. And then there were the people that I think were, were kind of on the – they were kind of too shy, like didn't want to be social. But you could yeah. definitely see like more people that were walking up. So that is kind of fascinating to me because in Ingress, we call a lure a fracker. It's, it's similar. I'm just going to – I'm not going to get into the details, but it's, it's a similar concept. You put it on a portal to double the output. But usually when a fracker goes off – that's a huge sign that the other team wants to come kill that portal fast because you're drawing gear from that. But Pokemon, that isn't the case because anybody can use a lure. Like even though I joked, people walked up and were like, oh, can we use your lure? And I'm kind of thinking in the back of my mind, what am I going to tell you? No, this is a public yeah, park. Do get what out, you want. Get out of our space. So I joked. I said, well. Though we should have because they were on the red team, I think they said. Well, yeah. and I, Well, I did joke. I said, uh, Team Mystic only. <laughs> and I think but, they, weren't they like what really yeah they were really <laughs> sad was that your gym over there I went no I'm kidding come on come on over and so they they chilled with us for a little bit well, and, and that's another thing just to throw out there different about Ingress I don't feel like the teams because I played Ingress for a little bit uh, I, I tried try, I tried I, to get him in Ingress and it, it's just it's such a slow process in that game um but there's no like real animosity like it's all friendly and there's I mean, it's really early on in this game's life, too. But, I mean, there's that. We all still hung out, and yeah. we were different color teams. We were walking by a yellow gym, and I said out loud, let's take it. And there were two people like, no, we just worked so hard. And it was, like, it was just like being nice to each other, and like we didn't fight it or anything. And it was just it was pleasant. It was pleasant interactions no, with the other team members. You're right. And in Ingress, like, and that... I'm pretty sure you have to bring a knife no. when you go to Ingress events. Uh, it's... It, it depends on your community, but where I'm at, it can be rough. Like, there's some really bad blood between some of the teams. And it's and there's some awesome... You know what? There's some awesome people that play on the other team in Ingress that, uh, you know, I think are great. And I really wish they'd flip to my team. But, like, you know, I would hang out in a way we were doing a Pokemon today. But, yeah, you're right. There's some real gross behavior sometimes but i i really like to think that that's the exception and you mm. know what there's probably going to be some gross people in pokemon too. oh yeah but we just didn't see them today but and see because, and the- because the pvp game isn't as intense as what i was describing in ingress i don't think you have that nature for that to come out you know what i mean but i also think even if you had the same amount of people that are as toxic in this game 
you necessarily wouldn't really feel the effects because of how far reaching this game is. If you said it's the same percentage, yeah, but like you have a handful of people in, in Ingress that are toxic and it's like, okay, well, that's kind of annoying. You have a handful of people in Pokemon Go that are toxic, right? Even at this point, it's like, I'm never even going to interact with them. So yeah. I won't ever know that this is how bad it gets. So, which might be part of the the reason why it might actually be a good thing. There's no chat, but yeah. I don't know. I kind of I miss. I, I I would like that. I'd like that too, so that you could set up easier. But it seems like Facebook and you know, for me, Google Plus, because Ingressers actually use that because Ingress used to be a Google thing. Um, so uh, we have a lot of communities there, and I think people are kind of networking that way. But that's you know, it would be nice to see some of that in the game. But I, I can also understand maybe why they're keeping that out. Um, what needs to be better about Pokemon Go, Shane? Besides adding more Pokemon, um, I don't want to say this because this is something that they should be able to fix, but the servers, I mean, just blanket statement there, the servers need fixing so bad. I'm, I'm giving them a little bit of a break because what MMO, you know, even though I know this isn't really an MMO, but I I throw it in the same bucket, what MMO doesn't have problems the first week. I mean, this, this happens all the time and you think companies would be able to anticipate it by now, but Shane, with as many people as we've seen out today playing Pokemon Go, I, I honestly, truly am not sure Niantic could have anticipated this type of response. I wouldn't have. If I were Niantic, I would not have at all. Um, I mean, you got to think, oh, a free Pokemon game. Of course, there would have been 11 billion people playing the game. But I I, it's the, I still don't think maybe they could have anticipated it. I, I, if I were working for them, I'd be like, no, guys, let's just put up like a couple servers. We're good. No, I would have been in their same boat. Um, other than that, the gym battling, the battling overall, just it needs an overhaul already. It's just it's not very fun. And it doesn't make a whole lot of sense sometimes. The gym battling is just terrible. I'll say it's terrible. It's broken. It doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. The dodging and the tapping. And, this, and I understand it's got to be a faster thing than the, um, the console games or whatever you want to call them. Like, I understand it's got to be a little bit different than that. And I can see that they want to do it more action-based. But it's just it's, it's garbage right now, uh, honestly. And I love Pokemon really Go so is. far. But that is it's, – it's like I could just – forget the gyms right now my gut and my hope is that that's going to get a lot better and i will say you know again as an ingress player the nice thing that i've seen is that they do updates to ingress like almost every two weeks it seems like there's a new version that's hitting the phone and sometimes it's it's like behind the scenes stuff that you can't even tell what the heck they're doing but sometimes it's a new item has come into the game or you know when they opened up the the cash shop after they spun off from google a while ago that was a huge update as you can imagine um you know or they just recently did a quality of life thing where this item called power cubes is now in the same bar where your bursters are which which is logical because you want to be able to access both. You know, those sorts of things, they do keep enhancing Ingress. So my hope is that they're going to keep doing the same to Pokemon Go. And even from the beta, the gym battles looked very different in the beta. So until the very, like they had a bunch of patches even during the beta. And in the very beginning, they looked different, very, very different. And they they changed completely towards the end, towards what they look like now. So I, I do have faith that Niantic's going to do these updates frequently. So even though I'm sitting here bitching about the gym battles now, I do have faith it's going to get better. We'll see, but... Yeah, I think it will. Just got to give it some time. And I mean, other features aren't in yet, like trading. That's a big thing that they really need mm-hmm. to add. Or, you know, being able to like share items. Because I guess another thing I would kind of mark in the uh, they need to kind of fix is I get that it's free to play, so they want you to spend money. However... I feel like they should grant you either just a little bit of coins every day if you don't do the gym fighting because, like me, I don't think it's really that interesting. Or maybe, like, once a day you get, like, 10 Pokeballs just for free mm. because you can't always make it to a stop, mm-hmm. especially if you are you live in an area that doesn't have a lot of them. You mean, like, a check-in bonus like you get in some free games? Yeah, yeah, yeah check-in bonus. Um, like, yeah, like Tomo or something. You, you log in every day and you get a little something. Yeah, I think that would be really beneficial to keep players going especially those that are in areas that don't have a lot of pokestops or or gyms like what else are you going to do you're just going to run out pokeballs and then have to pay money that's going to get old quick yeah that's that's good feedback i like that 
Um, so we'll, you know, we'll see, we'll see what develops in the coming weeks. And obviously we're going to do this on a regular basis. We don't know yet if this is something we're going to do weekly or every other week. We're just calling this a regular podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, we'll, it it was kind of be as the news necessitates it, I suppose. Yes. This is when we'll do this. So we'll kind of keep an eye on this. Um, and I had a note here to talk about, uh, Pokestops and where they come from. We already did that. Which I guess we kind (laughs) of got into, but I will say this. If you don't have an Ingress account, consider making one and um, pick green because enlightened rules. Um, <laughs> but uh, when you get into um, Ingress, you can go to this thing called the Intel map and ingress.com slash Intel. And it will show you where all the Ingress portals are around the world. And you're going to see lines and shaded areas, which is part of the Ingress mechanic. But the point is... All those nodes are likely, most of them, like 75 to 80% of them, are Pokestops. So if you're having trouble finding Pokestops in your neighborhood, the Ingress Intel map will show you where they are. Um, And almost all the time, I can tell you every post office I've ever seen is a stop. And every town has a post office. So you've probably got that. Um, And parks, almost always. Um, Cemeteries, as creepy as that sounds, that is, you know, they, they consider memorials and... You know, there's some really beautiful sculptures and things at graveyards, so there, a lot of those have um, nodes in Ingress. And, um, you know, just in general places of interest. But I'll tell you what doesn't have them and where they've really discouraged you submitting them uh, in Ingress is schools. Now, a couple have snuck through the cracks. There are a few portals that are like murals that are on the side of schools or something. But for the most part, um, they do not want schools being portals. And so, therefore, they're not Pokestops. Uh, except colleges. Colleges are different. When I say schools, I mean like elementary schools and high schools. Uh, colleges, on the other hand, is one of those other places where I think you'd find a ton. So just just some tips for uh, Pokestop and uh, gym finding. Um, although I'm sure they're all taken by now because there are so many people playing this game. Oh, it doesn't matter if it's taken or not because I've literally seen gyms like change hands like five times in ten minutes. So... Just even the one, it. even, and I live in the middle of suburbia. It's not like it's super populated here. This park up the street, we've just while we've been sitting here doing the show, went from yellow to red, right? Yeah. And we but tried I like to, to think it's thanks to us because we kind of weakened we it. We tried, but, it, but then this then game aired. kept crashing. Yeah, yeah. It was annoying. But again, I'm, I'm having hope that, you know, Niantic's going to fix that. Their server room's probably on fire and meltdown right now. <laughs> um, so they just need to get some. I more. hope because that's at least a good excuse as to why things are still bad. They just <laughs> need to get some water Pokemon in there to put it out. I'm saying make sure that they get it from, I guess, not around water because we didn't find any around water today. Uh, well, I, I we may have gone to the wrong place. Yeah, Shane, the wrong water. The wrong water. <laughs> Again, I think I think it really depends on what the names of the portals are. So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, anything else we want to say about Pokemon Go? Um, no, I'm having a good time with it and I hope to continue to have a good time mm-hmm. and pick Team Blue. <laughs> that's right. Team Mystic. Although I guess if you're on the other teams, that's okay because the gyms are broken anyway. Yeah. So there's, <laughs> there's not a lot you can do right now. Hey, we want to know uh, from our listeners uh, listening here on episode one, what do you guys think about Pokemon Go? What are your thoughts? We do have a brand new Twitter set up for the show. You can uh, uh, tweet us at Pokestop Podcast. That's P-O-K-E-S-T-O-P podcast p-o-d-c-a-s-t poke stop podcast because we can't get the little accent on twitter so it's poke stop it's really podcast. sad we should be able to you would think you would think uh and then you can also email us pokestoppodcast at gmail.com so pokestoppodcast at gmail.com is the place where you can send us email we i'm making know. so many pokemon coats right now because i'm transferring all of these away <laughs> are you sending all the uh pokemon to the doctor you don't you don't make coats out of them like you do in your your um in my other game in your my... other game because like you talk, you joked about tell us about the story about the the coat of Oshawa Oshawat Oshawat um so I really really wanted a shiny Oshawat ever since Black and White came out about five years ago is Oshawat your favorite Pokemon I don't it's it's so hard to pick a favorite so I can't say yes or no to that anyway really wanted a shiny one started in Black and White. Five years later, I'm making these eggs constantly, like ever since black and white. So I'd make eggs. He wouldn't be shiny. I'd throw them away. And so my joke was that I was making Oshawott coats because what else am I going to do with all these Oshawott that I'm hatching? Um, but it took me five. Wait, no, it took me uh, yeah, about five years, maybe six. And I finally got one, a shiny Oshawott hatch on my birthday, no less. So it was like predestined do the chances go up on your birthday i feel like they i should. don't think so <laughs> that's weird 
It's weird. It's um, fate. But yeah, I was very happy. But that that's where that comes from is all the hatching I did. But I, thousands and thousands of Oshawats I hatched. In, in Pokemon Go, you're just sending all these Pokemon to Professor Willow's computer. So you're not, you're not, you know. That's what he says. Disintegrating them. I, we don't know what he does when he gets them. Pokemon, we never hear from them again. Pokemon are so cute. Be nice. Yeah, I, I am. <laughs> anyway, they, they go to a Pokemon reserve on a tropical island somewhere. Yep. With all the other pets people have. <laughs> All right, uh, so let's talk a little bit about Sun and Moon. I know, oh, I know the, yes, the handheld games are your your bread and butter. Uh, what are so they announced some new Pokemon this right this week, right? Well, this week we only got one, so kind of. I'm kind of looping in last week that like the the clownfish and all this stuff. I'm well, kind of looping in there yeah. too. Okay, so not an actual clownfish, but a fish that looks like a clown. Yeah. Uh, um. What type of fish is it? It's Hawaii's national fish. Or, oh, the Umuumuukunukapawa. <laughs> sure that is- not national fish i guess state fish um yeah that thing uh, whatever it actually is which i think might be a clownfish mm-hmm. um anyway so but the most recent news is um during the japan expo in france um they announced wait they had japan expo in france yeah they it's i i don't know they All do right. that there oh, whatever and they announced a new pokemon and it was kind of half expected because they've done stuff like that before but um, they announced Salandit. I don't really know how you're going to put the emphasis on the, the sounds there because it's Salamander and Bandit. So Salandit? Salandit? I, I don't know. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a Poison Fire Pokemon, which is a new typing. We haven't had that type, those two put together before. But the main thing about this Pokemon is that it can poison steel and poison types, which has never been done in the games before. It, steel resisted it. Um, same with poison, and now you've got a Pokemon with abilities that uh, to poison those types, which changes up the competitive game again. And that's what Generation Seven seems to be doing. We've got a Pokemon with an ability that you cannot give it any status effects except for sleep. We've got one that stops priority moves like Quick Attack and stuff like that, and now we've got one that can poison Steel and poison types. So it was pretty major that this announcement happened. Um, it's funny because as I, as I read your Twitter, um, which it's all about Pokemon, which, lately. yeah, which I guess, I guess we should go ahead and plug You're Shane Alinko on Twitter, right? Yes. And then I'm sky S K I E, which is the name I had online for years. Um, so you can follow me on Twitter there uh, and you can follow him on Twitter and he talks way more about Pokemon than I do to be, to be honest. Cause I, I cover a lot. Um, but it seems like every time they announce a new Pokemon, you're like, oh, this Pokemon's going to be on my Sun and Moon team. Oh, yeah, this is on yeah, my Sun and Moon team. It's true. Well, hold on a minute. I mean, I, think, I can only have six. I think <laughs> they've announced more than six Pokemon. So where's, yeah. where's your team at right now with Sun and Moon? So right now, I am totally Team Poplio for a starter. I have a shirt that even under- shows. How I don't much, understand the Poplio. Uh, Poplio is adorable. And Litten. he's. No. Litten Mittens. Litten is stupid. Um, or I don't like Litten. Let's say that. <laughs> I'm not a cat person. So I've got I've got Poplio and let's also be honest, I'm going to have both copies of the games in English and Japanese. So I have four copies of this. So my main ideal team starts with Poplio and then I want um Rockruff, which is the the rock type dog because he's adorable and I tend to go to just adorable things. I'm going to have Grubbin because of his evolutionary line because he goes into charge a bug which is supposed to be based off a of battery, but I think he looks like a little bus. And then he turns into a uh, turns into Vicavolt, which looks like Vic Viper from um, Gradius. So that's cool. And so that's what three that I'm technically at right now. And I'm gonna put Salandit Salandit on it because I don't have a fire type at this point. And so I'm up to four. Maybe Pikapek, the Woodpecker Pokemon for five and because i don't have a flying type and i guess six is kind of out there it was probably gonna be like young goose the normal type but i don't really want that at this point well you need you need a, a tm trash mon right oh yeah yeah so. hm slave so maybe maybe young goose will be that lucky pokemon <laughs> um so uh, with the whole sun and moon, like, you know, you mentioned you're going to be buying four copies because you're sick. So yes. you, again, you have to have English and Japanese and you have to have both. Uh-huh. But what are you going to tackle first? How are you going to make that decision? What, okay. What's first, sun or moon? 
And do you play? Do you play it till the end before starting the other one? Or oh, I, I don't know if I could do that. Uh, how's it going to work, Shane? Um, how's okay. it going to work? So I wanted to do Pokemon Moon first because I like the color scheme. Because guess what? That's like the blue one. Um, I like the legendary on it. It's a bat, but the plan is at the moment to do Sun because my boyfriend said he would play but wants to do moon and we can't both do moon so i could say i'm playing sun and then just play my japanese moon and still get the same effect i guess i like pokemon and all but i'm just gonna get one game i don't i don't think i need to get all four i well it's only all two really you don't have a way to play japanese games so that's true i don't yeah unless i were to go off the sick end like you have yeah so which would be your choice then sun or moon now Bear in mind, we only know the legendaries for Sun and Moon. We don't know which ones are going to be version exclusives because they always do that. Yeah, no. I, until I know the version exclusives, I'm just kind of leaning more towards Moon because I'm a night person. I'm a night owl. I'm up all night. So mm-hmm. uh, I feel that I, I feel a calling to the moon, not to sound like a vampire or anything. But that's, or a werewolf. Uh, or... Yeah, that's, that's kind of where my head's at right now is I just want to go for Moon. Okay. Um, but we'll we'll see. I mean, if the exclusives in Sun are like, oh my god, I gotta have that, then that'll change my mind right there. But right now, I'm leaning towards Moon. Okay, that's a solid reasoning. And I hope that I mean, we're what comes out in November, so we're only like four months, five months away. I don't know calendars. Uh, August, September, this is October, July. No- yeah. So so the rest <laughs> of this seven. month. So about. Wait, four July, months August. november is month 11 yes, i was 11 doing months. it based on the day though it comes <laughs> out so yeah we are about a little over four months away so we should start hearing stuff soon um there is also uh the japanese uh pokemon show pokenchi has stated that they're going to do footage on their next episode next week so it could be something new because that's also when koro koro comes out in japan which likes to put out new information um, but it could also just be a recap of what we've had the past two weeks. So trying not to get my hopes up for more new stuff, but my hopes are already up. So, well, speaking of things you're looking forward to, and you brought this up earlier in the show, I wanted to talk briefly about Pokemon worlds, because this is something you're going to. Yes. When, it, when is this, what, what happens there for those that may not know the end of August. So Pokemon world. So every year there is Pokemon battling in the trading card game and the video games. And now we've also got Pokemon tournament, the fighting game. And so throughout the year, there are competitions held throughout the entire world that lead up to the regional competitions that lead up to nationals that lead up to worlds. So the, what should be considered the best Pokemon players uh, in their respective categories uh, battle it out. Until they get to Worlds, which is, a, you know, the big competition for all the, the top players in the world to come out and vie for the title of world champion in Pokemon. And, and you know, in tra- trading card, video game, and f- the fighting game now. So this year it's in San Francisco. It is free to go to. And I know literally... Oh, like, I didn't realize it was free. Yeah, wow. to, to, to go to it. Um, I know literally like just a smidgen about competitive battling, but man, I can sit there and watch it. Like I could watch a baseball game or a basketball game and just be so engrossed and so excited and like something cool happens. It's ridiculous. And I love it. And so I will be participating in, in viewing it live. I will not be playing any of the games because I am awful. Well, you know, I never thought I'd say this six, even six weeks ago, but especially with this whole go thing. And if things kind of keep going, I might, I might have to pay it a visit too. We'll see. Yeah, it's it's a three day event. I mean, huh. even if it's just go there for like a day or something, it'd be fun. Well, I guess it'd be fun for just a day. I don't see how <laughs> you need all three. Um, another cool thing though at Worlds is that for at least America, we don't really have a Pokemon Center, so we have the online shop, which does carry a lot of the merchandise. The Nintendo World Store in, in New York has some stuff, I assume too, but at Worlds they will have a Poke Center set up. So like. All the cool plushes that I want hopefully will be there or other merchandise, T-shirts, hats, lanyards, like mugs, cups, all that sort of stuff. And that's that's going to be exciting to see. And they'll have a special edition Pikachu themed after 
the um, where they're at. So like last year, they was actually in Boston. So they're keeping it to the U.S. for some reason lately. But if I remember right, it was like a little Pikachu dressed up in like colonial outfits with like the wig and everything. It was really adorable. I have no idea what they're going to do for San Francisco. Maybe a rainbow Pikachu for, you know, I know it won't be for gay pride or whatever, but um, Pokemon Sun and Moon have a very heavy, But it will wink, you know. Yeah. It will have a very heavy rainbow theme, it looks like, the, um, just from the interface alone. So they could tie it in that way and, and not cause too much of a ruckus. I don't know. Maybe it's going to be a, like a bridge Pokemon. Like they put po- like Pikachu in, in like a Golden Gate Bridge What costume. about like a, a, a really like Hawaiian stereotype? No, they can't do Hawaii because it's not in Hawaii. This, well, it'll be themed after where they're at because they've done Hawaii. So they don't uh, need to do that. I see, I see. Um, maybe it could be like a trolley conductor or something. Oh, I could be a trolley or a, a fish fisherman or something. Yeah. Something maybe. like that. I, I have no idea. We, they, I don't know when they'll announce what Pikachu it is, but all right, it'll be exciting. And I will probably get one, even though I don't care about Pikachu. All right. Well, uh, I think we are about to the end of our first episode. I all don't right. know what else there is to say. Anything else? Pokemon we got to talk about this week? No, I don't think so. Um, not from at least the Pokemon sun and moon side. Uh, we've already talked about stuff coming up next week. So, all right. Well, we're going to need to go out and take, take that gym back. Yeah. Turn it back blue. Yeah. So I think that's, uh, that's next on our agenda. Hey, thanks you guys for uh, checking out the show. Uh, again, let us know what you think on Twitter at Pokestop podcast. You can also send us an email, Pokestop podcast at gmail.com. Again, Pokestop podcast, a part of the voice of geeks network, Vognetwork.com. And since we are taping the episode before I have all the website stuff set up, I don't have a URL or anything yet to plug, but I should have that. Uh, as soon as this is all done, it's, it's the birth of a new podcast. So, uh, in the coming weeks, going to be talking more about whatever news comes out, including Go and Sun and Moon, and who knows, we might dip into the anime, you know, whatever else is going on, Pokemon spinoff games, especially, mm-hmm. uh, whatever comes up there uh, with those Yeah, the, the world of Pokemon is vast and all-encompassing of, like, every type of, like, form of media and, and game type you can think of, basically, so. Absolutely. Uh, we're hoping to have some guests on. So those of you that have listened to other Vogue Network shows, I'm sure a lot of those personalities will end up on this show at some point or another and uh, even more people out there in the community. So uh, again, thanks you guys very much for listening. We will see you next time on the Pokestop podcast. Have a great night, everybody. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Pokestop podcast. The Pokestop podcast is an OLR Studios production. For more information on our network of other geek culture shows, visit vognetwork.com.